Welcome to a world of thrills, a world of drama, of capes and tights, a world where death is a revolving door. Welcome to the Geek Matrix. Welcome yeah, to the Geek Matrix, DC Comics Review Show number 181. Correct me if I'm wrong, Joshua. Oh, I will correct you in that I'm Josh. Don't call me Joshua. And yes, 181 <laughs> is correct. Thank you. I mean, if you, I think you called me Robert one time, didn't you? A few. Yeah, <laughs> that's my payback, Joshua. You heard his voice already. I've said his name. Josh is with me today. Hello, welcome. Howdy, howdy. Glad to be here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's all. That's all I was trying to say. Yeah, well, Mr. Hanky. <laughs> all right. So we are here. Oh, excuse me, I should have muted for that. Uh, to talk comics, as is always the case. I uh, hope y'all are having a good day, uh, good week, some interesting books this week. I gotta say, some fun stuff. Hello, Amber B- Bustle. Bussel. Hello, Amber Bustle. On kick. Oh, hello, Amber Bustle on kick. Hello. How's it going? Bustle. Okay. I'm about to embarrass myself to the younger generation. That name is Bussin. That's not Bussin. It's Bustle. You're a bus. You're a bustle. And in any case, (laughs) we are also great. At least I I can say I'm great. I, I, I won't speak for Josh. I don't like to speak for other people. Josh, are you great? I'm I'm not too bad. That's good. Ooh, graphic designer, that's a fun posi- uh, fun profession. I was going to say position, but profession. It can be. It can be. I've right, seen we some, got some, some pretty crazy week. graphic designs. Yes, we got a lot of books. The um, the last couple of weeks, they took it easy yeah, on us, but this, this uh, they went right back to normal. Yep, we got eight books ahead of us. Uh, just Josh and I taking on the the reins this week. Brandon is off on his way back home from his little Christmas vacation. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, as well as the usual awesome honorable mentions to talk about. But we got some news to bring up first. Uh, it was kind of announced during, what was it, Comic- New York Comic Con? Uh, what? The, oh yeah, the yeah it was New York Comic Con. The the <laughs> thing Brandon shared with us earlier today. Um, yeah, he he mentioned it when he went to New York Comic Con last year. Uh, when he came back, uh, he mentioned this bit because uh, it was talked about during a DC panel. But today it was fully announced um, in April. Superman will face the House of Brainiac which is the first major story as part of the Superman Superstars Initiative, which launched uh, just last week with the first action comics issue from Jason Aaron and John Timms. Uh, but in April, we will have Joshua Williamson writing action and Superman, uh, as well as art from Rafa Sandoval. And this story will... Um... 
uh, crossover between Superman and Action Comics, where Brainiac uh, is going to unleash his army of Zarnians upon the Earth, starting off in Metropolis, which was teased uh, not too long. I don't remember what planet they attacked, uh, but I remember it was a planet that we knew, and I was really upset. <laughs> that hmm. this, this planet was now dead. <laughs> um, yeah, and there will also be uh, a tie-in one-shot and crossover from a few other titles, such as Green Lantern and Power Girl. Um, and if you're interested as to what that would mean for Green Lantern, well, the tie-in is in the backup, uh, starting in Green Lantern number 10. It's a three-part backup story which we were all hoping would happen, and it was teased in the last issue of Green Lantern last week, Guy's Bogus Lobo Adventure. So there's your tie-in. It's all because of Lobo and the Zardine race. Uh, this is Green Lantern Guy Gardner on the hunt to find and arrest Lobo, who's rumored to be competing against some of the toughest wrestlers this universe has to offer. And it is written by Jeremy Adams, of course, with art from the legendary... And I'll say one of the people that made Guy Gardner more famous, Kevin McGuire. Oh, yeah. To do the art for that three part backup is going to be fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Also, Jeremy Adams writing a story which features some of the toughest wrestlers the universe has to offer. I think we're going to see the return of Omega Bam Man. I think that's going to be the the person Lobo's facing when Guy Gardner shows up. (laughs) Thank you for the follow, Amber. No, right now we're not looking for any graphical stuff for our stream looks. But but thank you for the follow. And yes, Yes, we can see your messages. Sorry, I was just I was rambling. (laughs) I was was just talking and seeing messages. My bad. so yeah, we got that to look forward to. I know Brandon and I are interested. It looks I I'm apprehensive to say excited, uh, but I've enjoyed the lead up so far, and I do enjoy a good Brainiac story. So we'll see where it goes. Um, Josh, how do you feel about it? I know how you feel about Joshua Williamson on Superman, but how do you feel about this announcement? I imagine you're excited about the Guy Gardner story. <laughs> you're muted, by the way. Okay. <laughs> all of the uh, all of the ideas are good. Um, yeah, Amber, you, you can... Our, our, our Discord is on... You can get the link to our Discord on our website. And the website yep. will be... Um, all over here, streaming across the, the bottom. Here. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can use the, the smart the QR code. You can go in manually down. Oh shit, we have a QR code. I never even realized that. <laughs> <laughs> Thegeekmatrixpod.com. I'll try that out. Thegeekmatrixpod.com. QR code. Move back. There we go. I scanned the QR code. <laughs> so someone scanned the QR code. I scanned it. Yeah, it takes us right to our website. That's what we were hoping for. Fantastic. Though I don't know there that I, unless, oh, is, is it that icon? 
No, that's Facebook. Which icon's the Discord one? <laughs> Wait, Facebook's down there. It's got all of them. Just join all of them. Yeah, but but I'm clicking the one that's that's a controller, which I imagine the Discord, but it's taking me to Facebook. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, might might want to check that out. Everything else seems to work. It will. All right. You can get on there and and, and sign up through the Discord. Um, if not, we'll fix it. Thanks. Yes. Uh, all right. So 786 issues. Um, Guy Gardner is coming back, and Joshua Williamson is going to run it. Are we caught up? <laughs> Guy, Guy Gardner is not being written by Joshua Williamson. No. Or was that two oh. separate points? It was two separate points, but oh, okay. I mean, it was it it sours the news all the way around. <laughs> I mean, I, if it means anything, it looks like the Guy Gardner story is pretty much its own thing, and it's only related in Zarnian characters alone. Uh, who's who's writing that one? Jeremy Adams. Oh, oh, yeah. all yeah. right, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, that Guy Gardner story is going to be fantastic. Oh yeah. I might I might I might completely just skip the first main story. <laughs> <laughs> just go straight to the backup first. I don't blame nope. you. I don't blame you. You have you have Jeremy Adams writing Guy Gardner fighting Lobo with wrestlers and Kevin Maguire's drawing the whole thing. I don't fucking blame you. So you can't go wrong with that. You just you can't. You really can't. You really can't. Did you disappear? No. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You're just an AI screen now. Like it's just a circle with TGM yes. on it, and every time you talk, it vibrates. That's all there is now. You, I have been assimilated into the geek matrix. Oh god damn it! That this is like Hal from 2001: A Space Odyssey. I don't like this. Wait, can can you can you just say, "I'm sorry, Rob. I can't do that." I'm sorry, Rob. I can't do that. Oh, God, I need to get out of here. <laughs> Why did I ask that? That was not good. <laughs> it was not good? Yeah, no, it was really good. Too good. <laughs> Too fucking good. All right, so that's the news that we have. I, I've got nothing else. I don't have much else either other than the 786 books we've got to cover. Really not that many. We've done a lot more but we've got four in the main and four in the bonus plus our three honorable mentions superman yeah. lost number 10 justice league versus godzilla versus kong number four and sandman universe john constantine hellblazer dead in american number one hell yeah 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 Hashtag yeah Hashtag yeah remember Hashtag, yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of wrestling, Royal Rumble, you excited? I am. Yeah, I can't wait. It's a, I'm a excited for every Rumble. And two days. It's going to be fucking good. Big E. Now, I'll tell you this right now. It's not announced or anything, but on this week's The Bump, if you know that's the talk show they do every week, mm -hmm. uh, Kofi, Xavier, and Big E will be reunited as the New Day. On this week's The Bump. <clears throat> <clears throat> on this Which, week's what? The Bump. Oh, 
Sweet. Yeah, so the, the New Day in its entirety will be there on the talk show, which is really cool to see that Big E is back. Um, hopefully, and and I saw this news on Twitter, but I do hope that if he is going to be the Rumble, they do not announce it during the bump. Because they do make occasional announcements on the bump to drive interest in the show and get people to watch it. Yeah, no, leave it a surprise. Man. Yeah, we got to have some kind of surprises. Um, not necessarily like there's always every rumble, there's uh, like a past wrestler who's not really part of the company anymore, but he shows up to in the rumble. There's always somebody, a legend shows up mm-hmm. for one off. Um, those are always a nice surprise, but you got to have some returning surprises too. Those are always the best rumbles. Um, yeah, Big E return. That would be fantastic, right? When Kofi shows up. Yep. Especially yeah. in the midst of all the New Day problems that they've been having lately. Yeah. Like, fuck with the stuff that Xavier was going through with um, Kaiser the other night. I thought for sure Big E was going to show up. That would have been something. Xavier got himself out of the woods there. So. Ah, Benumptus. Yeah, <laughs> that that was accidental. I didn't even realize I was saying that. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a good show. I hope so. Yeah. Did no, you see the, the last last Monday? Mercedes shows up too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think at the very least, Naomi's going to show up because she she had her goodbye on CNA last week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. What did you just ask me? Uh, did you see last Monday's Raw? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, For sure. What do you think of the last match, the end, with Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins? So, to sum it up, I fell asleep. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I was not happy with the end. Um, I figured they would have Seth retain. But they had this whole big buildup because I don't know if you know back in I think it was 2017, Ginger had a title match against Randy Orton for the World Heavyweight Championship. I think mm-hmm. it was it might have been WWE, and he won, blew everyone away. No one expected it. It was a big surprise. It went down as one of the, the biggest moments and the biggest moment in his career so far. Uh, but then Obviously. like. He he's got let go and his career wasn't going anywhere and he got uh released from WWE. Then he returned, did some NXT stuff, uh into Sheer, and now he's back in the main roster on Raw, and he got uh, three weeks after his return, he's got a fucking title match. And everybody's like they're not gonna do it. At least I was thinking they're they're not doing this again, are they? Like that would be fantastic if they did that again. Ginger just gets the title out of nowhere. But what got me and this is that what I didn't piss like. Me off. I can't stand Ginger Mahal. I, I can't. He, he's. I used to not so like Ginger annoying. Mahal, but like the past couple of weeks, I was kind. Of, he was kind of over for me, and he's been getting good reception from a lot of people. Like there's people all over the internet, just like fuck. I actually like Ginger Mahal. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to realize there's just if if I if what you do is show up with a grimace on your face. I'm, that's I, that instantly makes me not like you. It, but he's not just that. Like that's that's his personality. Yes, but like his mic work is obviously not top tier, but it's good. 
He knows how to stir up trouble. When he did that promo with The Rock, I'll be honest with you, his portion might have been the best part of that entire segment. Because <laughs> he he was able to bring up that, that classic trope in wrestling of uh, I'm the foreigner, uh, US sucks, blah, blah, blah. Y'all are dumbasses, stuff like that. And it was, it was classic trope, but he played it so well. He really did. Um, it was just really dumb that The Rock was the one to come out and do that. Uh, but besides but the he's, point, But he's the people's champ. He's got to come out and defend the people. I, fuck, I'd rather Stone Cold do it. <laughs> no, I'd rather neither one did. Why? Not even Stone Cold? Why not Stone Cold? I was never really a Stone Cold fan. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn, I love Stone yeah. Cold. No, I, everybody loved Stone Cold. He was just he was just really never m- much of anything to me. He he was he was an average wrestler, nothing like bad about his wrestling. But yeah. just he was like an average wrestler and He's he, he he drank beer and that was it. Well, he was also like in your face. He was he was the star of the attitude era when they needed an attitude star. I mean, yeah, okay. It, at the exact same time, I liked everybody else yeah. more than him that was going on at that time. And I understand even, what he did for the company. Even the blue meanie? <laughs> well, I mean, who doesn't like the blue meanie? Yeah. <laughs> I but, never got to see the blue meanie, but he always seemed like a jobber to me. He's well, yeah. I mean, the guy <laughs> named the blue meanie ain't going to be a world champion. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but true. I mean, the, the 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 attitude era was great. Um, yeah. There were just a lot better talent out there as far as i was concerned as far as what i thought was entertaining to me it was not stone cold versus mcmahon over and 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 over it really 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 got old man i would so i will say this i would blame mcmahon for that because this is the same guy i would watch any mcmahon versus stone cold match versus um Vince and Shane McMahon in a tag team match against Shawn Michaels and God. <laughs> but do you remember <laughs> that? Do you remember that match? No. I think it was fucking SummerSlam. Where Vince was Damn. so up his own ass about shit at that period. I think it was in during the Ruthless Aggression era. And he had they had something going on of Shawn Michaels. So he had a match set up. And I think it was the main event, which was even worse. And and this is after Shawn Michaels had done his whole rehab stint. And he came back and they were doing this whole, like, born-again persona for Shawn. Not Uh that he was, like, super religious, but the point that, like, they did show a bit of religious side to him. Uh, uh, To, like, get past all the drugs and whatnot. Yeah, he he is born again or whatever. Yeah. But, so, the whole match was Vince and Shane on one corner. And on the other corner was... Sean and a spotlight was supposed to be God. What the fuck? And Vince wrestled God and pinned God. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the fucking match. (laughs) 
Shane and Sean had some stuff, but Vince wrestled a spotlight, called it God, and said he beat God. <laughs> Do you see now why I'm happy Vince is gone? <laughs> I mean, I'm happy Vince is gone for a whole lot of reasons, but yeah. but 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 yeah, that's fucked up. It was so stupid. <clears throat> I I, think, so I saw bad. the match years and years and years ago, but I so I don't really remember every spot about it and how it went. But I do remember thinking this is dumb shit. This is so freaking stupid. <laughs> yeah, that that fucking happened. It was fucking unbelievably stupid. Yeah, I just about everything he did. I don't know, not everything. Like everything that McMahon did. The whole thing with the corporation, that was interesting. I mean, in the very beginning. Yeah. And when it got to the end, uh, we unmasked himself. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. The the only the my favorite part of that is JR just going, Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic every time uh right but this match with seth and ginger um indusher was out there uh mm -hmm. running some interference distracting seth helping ginger here and there distracting the referee and you know being heels and they were doing it effectively and then halfway through the match out walks um damian priest with the briefcase and sits at ringside and watches the match and waiting for his moment to strike. And then five minutes later, out comes from the audience, no less, uh, Drew McIntyre to take out Damian Priest because he's like, no, 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 you're not getting your title shot before me, which, by the way, is a fucking stupid story. You've had a match twice and you've lost, Drew. Move the fuck on. Um, but that was all distracting Seth. And while all that was happening, Indusheer was still doing their stuff. And then while all that was happening, uh, Jinder Mahal hits his finisher on Seth. Not one, not two, but three fucking times in a row. And Seth kicked out on every single one. And then he gets a cheap shot on Jinder, gives him the curb stomp. One, two, three, match is done. There was absolutely no reason. I watched the whole thing. There was no fucking reason how Seth could have won that if they're looking at this in a realistic perspective. Seth should have lost that match four fucking times. There's no way Jinder should have lost that match if they were playing it that way. If they're going to have Jinder as the winner, run the match differently. Don't have Jinder look super fucking strong the entire time and then at the very last second, the face gets the win. I don't like that. That's so dumb. So dumb. So dumb. It's making me like Seth less. Well, the thing they and 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 the the, the same can be said about uh, Cody Rhodes too. But anybody that they're trying to put over, they run through the both of them. Um, at least through one or the other. And anybody that's trying that they're trying to bring up to top mid tier or top card talent. They're running through Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes, and and yeah. the, the, at at the end of the day, it it boils down to um, if you get into a ring with Seth Rollins or Cody Rhodes, and they can't make you look stellar, then you're not any good. Cody can do that though. That's the thing, Cody does he does a back and forth he'll take some hits he'll give some hits 
and they'll do a whole back and forth scenario. He'll take a good bump. Rollins Seth, does that too. But this match really didn't fucking show it. And there was that whole setup with Shinsuke for like four or five weeks. They were talking about how bad his back is and like give out any moment and one wrong hit and he's his career is over. He won't be able to yeah, walk. And then he takes stupid. three bumps on the fucking concrete on his back from a height and and just gets up right after gives the fucking pedigree and game over like what what is this <laughs> i don't uh, i, the, I the think i'd rather injured... watch hulk hogan and i fucking hate hulk hogan <laughs> <laughs> the whole injured back thing was fucking stupid it was really stupid if if they weren't going if they're if you're not going to use that injury to send somebody off camera for a little bit don't use an injury storyline yeah it's dumb it's just dumb exactly it's not good not no cuz then you're like oh well is fucking injury just 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 magically healed just magically healed yeah there's somebody in the back in the back of the locker room going oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's what every wrestling company needs is a mr miyagi <laughs> right yeah <laughs> all right uh it's 5 43 local time i think we should get into some comics what do you think i think it's a good idea considering it's 5 43 local time here yeah oh what a coincidence same time zone no way no way <laughs> all right all so right. i've mentioned the honorable mention superman lost godzilla versus kong versus justice league said that backwards and constantine but you gotta wait to the bonus show to listen to, to to hear about those yep and if it seems like i'm speeding <laughs> through this transition into comics it's because the first one is jay garrick the flash number four Brought to you by me, but written by Jeremy Adams, art by Diego Orlo Tegua. Tegui, Teguay. Something like that. Colors by Louis Guerrero. Letters from Steve Wands and the cover by Jorge Corona and Sarah Stern. Uh, so uh, Jay and Judy zoom off to Stark Industries and er. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Star Labs. <laughs> Star Somebody's Labs, been reading not Iron Stark Man. Industries. Um, let me start that over. Jay and Judy <laughs> zoom off to Star Labs to ask questions about Mr. Hughes, a.k.a. Dr. Elemental. And talking to Mr. Slate, they find out that Hughes is the reason that Star Labs exists. They teamed up together with Hughes, being a silent partner and left alone to do whatever he wants. Well, what he eventually wanted to do was to make a superhuman. He chooses Jay Garrick, rigs an accident, and makes the Flash. Then to keep the secret, he kills anyone that finds out. Though he tries other people and it doesn't work. Then he gets approached by a dude named Parsifal that represents a group of foreign governments who say Hughes needs to work for them. 
Later, Hughes gets a sample of blood from Judy, too, like he did with Jay, to keep doing experiments, and he turns her into a speedster, too. Come back to the present, and Mr. Slade says that he can give Jay Dr. Elemental's exact coordinates. That's when his secretary comes in and starts shooting at him with her arm that has now become a minigun. <laughs> Man, yeah. this is this is fun. It, yeah. it 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 works as a really good Jay Garrick story. Um, got Boom's origin and and more added to Jay's, which I thought was kind of cool because he needed more added to that, um, other than just have V Water. Um, everything's kind of science oriented, even if it's not fact based. Um, for example, heavy water will not make you faster and don't drink it because it will kill you. So, um, so, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, so far, this series has been great. Adams just doesn't know how to let me down. And I really, really enjoyed the art. Although I'm not familiar with the name, I don't think. I hope to see a, a lot more from them. Um, I think this is great. I can't say that enough. The issue gets in 8.5 five out of ten right on you pretty much said everything i was going to say um origin stories all around this issue find out dr elemental's origin the the connections it has to jay's origin uh the origin of boom like pretty much everybody's origin in this issue but it was it was thrilling it was interesting and it was, it was exciting uh and it's got me wondering where this leads um do we just have Dr. Elemental in a standoff with Jay, or is it is just a fun little story? Um, reckoning back to Jay's origins and his history, much like we have in Alan Scott, the Green Lantern. Very similar stories there. Um, Very, yeah. yeah, yeah, connecting some dots from the past and making new stories out of them. It's always fun. Um, I love dots, exactly. Who doesn't love dots? Uh, but no, this 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 issue really good. The story is fantastic. The series, the run, the series is just perfect. Uh, I'm I'm giving it a nine out of ten. This issue is really well done. Right on. Yeah. All right, now we're gonna shine our light over to a story called Shining Light. Ooh. It is Green Lantern Ooh, War see Journal. What he did there. See what he did there. Five. It says Shining Light on my phone. <laughs> uh, this is written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art for Montos, uh, the Fresh Maker, colors from Adriano Lucas and Chris. <laughs> I've been wanting to make that joke for four fucking months, and I've never found the perfect time. Right now was it, man. But I also like I don't want to make fun of this guy's name because he's so good. I'm not I'm not and I'm not making fun of it. I say that out of respect. Right? He's he's Montos the fresh art maker. How about that? I mean he is pretty dope. Yeah. Well, they uh, are anyway. Exactly. Yeah, uh, letters from Dave Sharp and a cover from Montos and Matt terms uh so picking up where we left off john has a ring again complete with a fancy new suit which has some very similar styles from his previous suit but combining it with the new uh united planets lantern core suit uh with some new aesthetics it looks really freaking cool i like it um 
and he's just getting used to this ring again um flying off uh into just outside earth orbit looking at the planet from outside and uh getting used to the ring also <coughs> excuse me looking at the ring's memories of um Varen, who was the previous owner of the ring, uh, realized that there's still a psychic connection that the ring has. It imprints on everywhere it had before. So he gets that imprint of what Varen's last effects were, last last moments were before the ring uh, was lost, uh, lost connection with him. And John sees all the death and destruction caused by the uh, radiant dead. And realizes, hopefully, it's not too late. They have to get to work now. So back at Steelworks, he meets up with Shepard as well as Steel and Steel, John Henry and Natasha Irons, where they say their goodbyes despite the fact that John Henry is saying that we can help. He says, no, if I lose, someone needs to be able to pick up the slack, which, you know, is the typical hero goodbye. <laughs> if I die, it's your turn. Um, and thanks again for taking care of his mama, but then... Natasha lets slip that his mom is awake. So he goes to see his mom, who is just not doing well. The Alzheimer's and dementia is taking its toll. Um, she doesn't even recognize John at first, thinking it might be her late husband, John's father. Uh, doesn't realize Ellie is gone. Um, and John is just not taking it well, which I really don't blame him. It was really hard to read. Um uses his new ring to construct a uh, construct of Ellie um, to basically run by itself and go in and just be with his mama. While he goes off to the Amazon rainforest with Shepard to see what they could do to save the world. Uh, they find a village which is basically burned to shreds uh, and there's nothing but graves left. Uh, they head off to the rainforest to find out what they can. That's when John starts to get a sense of Varen showing up, but it's not Varen. Instead, it's a whole bunch of other lanterns from the United Planets Lantern Corps breaking quarantine because they know that this was Varen's last location and they were all Varen's friends. Um, they find out that John is wearing Varen's ring, but before John can explain what's going on, the Radiant Dead attacks begins to kill them all. Uh, Varen shows up, as well as the Revenant Queen, uh, and begins to just level the playing field against them, uh, as she then threatens Jon Stewart, you never saw the light devouring your very world. Um, it's too late to save it. So, Montos. Hell Yeah. That art looks so fucking good. Dude. Um, as you can see on the cover, it looks so fucking good. His, his use so of, good. Of, of purple light here is just fantastic. And really good at it. Yeah. It's the art is just where where's Montos been all my life? This man needs to have been drawing Green Lantern forever. <laughs> like, god damn. Um, anything at DC at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned John's suit. You can see they're up on our screen right now. It is fan-freaking-tastic. I like it. You can also see on the cover for DC Power 2024, John's previous suit, which was also nice, but I gotta say, I like John's current suit better. Uh, yep, me too. The aesthetic with the black lines through the green is actually really nice. 
and uh, the slight shade of green on the logo. Uh, I, I've always liked that logo better than the the white and green, I like the the black and green. Yeah, that looks really good. That's nicer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so the story was fuck is heavy again at every issue they're having a moment with john and his mom and it's just hard to read it's so heavy (laughs) well i've i i I had two grandparents go through that and another one that's starting to go through it so (laughs) i am no stranger to alzheimer's and dementia um it's never easy it really isn't to watch your loved ones your parental figures just lose their mind like that it's it's heart-wrenching yeah yeah uh so yeah every time i read it like it brings up old memories it's it's fucking heavy stuff but it's good that's the thing like philip kennedy johnson gets it makes me feel like he he's also had family go through that too or know someone that's gone through it because he's got this right on um but enough of the sad stuff. The the action pack stuff is also really good. We got the confirmation in issue this time, not just an interview from Philip Kennedy Johnson, that the symbol that the Revenant Dead have co-opted is in fact um, a Dark Star symbol. Mm-hmm. So I, I fucking call it that in issue one. <laughs> I just want yes, to. I just want to point that out right now. <laughs> I really thought it was Star Sapphire. Nana, I was right. Nana, Nana, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited that we're finally getting close to the. I want to say it's the Grand Showdown, and that we're also seeing more of the United Planets Lantern Corps. Um, I'm very curious. I really want to see how it's operating right now. <laughs> what disaster are they in currently? Um, I'm th- it remains to be seen. Like, th- there's the thing we're getting teases of it in in Jeremy Adams' run of Green Lantern, but we're actually seeing the lanterns of Kennedy Johnson's run. So it's it's half and half. Like, it's very interesting stuff what we're getting right now. Uh, but this issue, between the art and the story, all beautiful. Uh, 9.25 out of 10. And, um, geez, honestly, I don't even really know what else to say. Um, I, I tell you what, the story's got me hook, line, and sinker. And the art is just fucking beautiful i'm so sold that i could pre-order this shit i i really enjoyed the art i really enjoyed the story these two make a hell of a team um all of that and everything rob said man uh 8.75 out of 10 hell yes it 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 deserves it my man it deserves yeah all right so that will bring us to uh I just thought of a transition. (laughs) Catwoman number sixty-one. I was gonna say you could you could say uh, uh, reading that book. It's like 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 a like fuck. I lost it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like a steal of something. Like steal stealing your joy or I don't know. 
I don't know, but we're going to stop talking about transitions and head our way over to Catwoman, right? Meow. Written Uh, by Tini Howard (laughs) with art from Stefano Raphael. (laughs) Colors by Veronica Gandini. Letters by Lucas Gattoni. And a cover by David Nakayama. The book starts out. (laughs) The book starts out with us seeing Eco and Tomcat talking on comms while Eco disciplines uh, some of her guys as a Catwoman. Disciplines some of her guys in the guise of Catwoman. Jeez, Um, so that things can run a little smoother in her, you know, organization without getting her hands dirty. Yeah. Meanwhile, the rest of the b- b- book is about Selena and her nine lives. Well, um, not nine anymore. She started the issue off with six left. Um, but uh, it's about Selena and taking advantage of her new newfound extra lives cheat code and visiting Markovia after a nuclear meltdown. There you go. Right. Um, so she does it because the byproduct of a meltdown is a black glass called corium. It's so re- radioactive that it melts itself. It's worth loads, and and obviously because of how radioactive it is, it's unstealable. Yeah. Well, she 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 pulls off the theft, but can't say she does it safely. She's basically melting. She collapses into the snow after she pulls it off, um, just in time for Clark Kent to show up. He said he heard that she was in pain. He he said he could hear that she was in pain. Uh, so he came to check on her. Uh, with the immortality deal all explained away, Superman sits with her as she dies. And, and, and that's the book, man. Yeah. Wow. Now that's a good story and wow now that's a damn good ending it it felt a little 30 days of nightish if anybody out there knows what i mean by that but that's okay with me and like every way i can help i i just i can't i can't help but wonder what Celine is going to be up to next or if these adventures will stop before she runs out of lives yeah um the art is great all over, except I'm I'm not a big fan of a Superman. But other than that, it's great everywhere, and uh, it's a s- super super solid book. Eight out of eight out of ten for me. Yeah, it was. I read this one today. Uh, it was one of my more recent reads uh, for this week, and it was. Uh, also kind of heavy just like <laughs> in yeah. a way yeah with with just selena the the inner monologue of her like talking about how the the radiation poisoning is getting to her and how her body's getting weak and i don't want to die here i can't die like this uh, my lives are going to be spent running away from this this is a dumb idea i was like oh my god <laughs> i was just oh my god it was it was really fucking good um a few few different realistically like if if you think of silver age comics i would have the different parts in it in one story two three or four parts this one also kind of had three parts as well part one you could say is the intro uh where you see aiko and tomcat tomaso 
what's it the fuck what the fuck is his name dario dario thank you <laughs> i was gonna say tomaso trampa but no <laughs> no 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 <laughs> um with, with with that and selena calling them and then you get selena stealing the thing and then selena getting rescued by we superman are, in part three <laughs> we are what yeah i don't like them what Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't like them. I right. fucking love them. I don't like DIY. I've always liked Johnny Gorgano. And ever I, I since seeing Champa, uh, ever, ever since seeing Champa, I'm a, I'm a fan of his, too. And Gargano's just great. He's so good in the ring. He's so good in the ring. I, I do like Gargano. Champa, I'm not sold on. Oh, he's as a tag team is okay, dude. but like, yeah. I, I don't like their song. I don't like their thing. We, uh, yeah, they're a little, they're, they're a little happy, but not New Day kind of happy. Yeah, but New Day happy is fantastic. New Day happy will be fantastic once again when Biggie they returns. bring back Bootios. Bootios. <laughs> Have you seen a New Day intro with Biggie? Because he does a whole thing on the mic before the music starts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so good. People, don't you dare be sour. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, where was I? Yeah, so the third part would be her being rescued by Superman and just Superman sitting with her while she dies. It's like, oh my God, it's fucking heartbreaking right. as well. So ah okay. but so Damn, good this is rough man yeah you gotta wonder though like you, you see these other heists so far that that selena's taking on that are too dangerous and like yeah uh planning a heist to steal radioactive uh, like materials <laughs> yeah that's that's deadly but you gotta wonder why. Like the other things will have value, and obviously this would have value. But what is the point of stealing this? I know she says like she could steal it for the challenge, and so she can give it to a good person, uh, so they can dispose of it, <laughs> and then tell the Justice League to come and dispose of the rest. What was the fucking point? I don't get this. She's got lives to burn. So she wants to do all the things that she couldn't do before. I get, I get that plot, but why, why steal this piece of radioactive rock? What was the? Because it's the one thing that's completely unstealable. I guess, and she stole it. And she stole it. Best cat burglar ever. I think so. Best cat burglar ever yes uh but also more teases as to what the fuck is going on with this even. new ability you can't even <laughs> yeah um no we get more teases as to what what's going on with this this new ability she has and it does look egyptian if i'm not mistaken in a way Ish. yeah yeah so we I'm, shall I'm see. Curious. We shall see for sure. I, I dug it. The art was really good. Uh, the story is awesome. And those covers from David Nakayama, fucking fantastic. Um, this was getting an 8.75 out of 10. And why wouldn't it? Exactly. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? 
Uh, and that will bring us to uh, Silly Rob didn't get it ready. Nightwing number one ten. Nightwing. Speaking of covers, I love. <laughs> oh man, I fucking love this cover. I, I when you, know you first I... saw it, you you didn't love it. What? When we first saw it a couple of months ago, you didn't love it, and I don't remember why. Because Robin looks like a cat. But now we know why. Like he does look like a cat for a reason. That's because in the story he's a cat. <laughs> if the story wasn't so good, I would have issues with Robin's character, with some of Robin's character. In this issue? In this issue. Oh shit. I thought it was pretty spot on. No, well, I mean, I don't want to like the one thing, and 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 I don't want to say that until you get to it. All right, yeah. Well, I think I might know where you're going to this, but we'll we'll get there. So we're going to start off. This is written by Tom Taylor with art from Sammy Basri, inks and finishes uh, from Vin Vicente Cifuentes from pages four to thirty. Colors from Adriano Lucas and letters from Wes Abbott, and as always, the wonderful cover from Bruno Redondo which you're seeing it on our screen right now. If you follow memes, you know why I love this cover. <laughs> it is fucking brilliant. I imagine Redondo drew this either on a dare or just thinking this is going to be hilarious or just a joke, sent it to Tom Taylor, said, look what I did. And Tom was like, I fucking love it. Let's make this the cover. <laughs> I'm convinced that's what happened because there's no way <laughs> that this was planned. <laughs> um, and if it was, like y'all are bloody geniuses. I don't care. <laughs> I love it. All right, so we open up on Arkham Tower on day one of no, 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 no. One thing I do want to mention before we get into covering Nightwing is that last week I made a very loud, assertive, and 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 very fact based argument, logical argument that Gail Simone agreed with me about. Oh yes, putting her into Tom. <laughs> Taylor's book. And as it turns out, that one four. took a lot of inference um, in order to make, just knowing these little facts about Gail in order to say, hey, that's Gail the bear. But as it turns out, no, not quite so much. Yeah. Or both of them are. Let's be honest, Tom, they both were. But Well, that's it. And I, I meant to look it up, but if I remember... Uh, Tom's tweet about it when you sent it, and I'm seeing, trying to see if I can find it now. I think it was in the comics chat. You sent it, um, where he said, uh, where he said that that's not that that's not her. Stay tuned for Nightwing. That one. No, no, he, well, no, he doesn't say that. Yeah, no, he says Titans Beast World number four is out now. And Gail says, I better not be in this. And then Tom says, Not everything is about you. Uh -huh. Yeah, and then you brought up your facts. And Gail was like, Logic. I know, okay, so I thought Tom said she's not in this book. <laughs> he, he did later on. He did? Not, oh, okay. not in that chain. But yeah. 
Oh, okay. On. So he did say, okay, Gail's not in this book. Uh, but okay. Yeah, so, he said yeah. that separately from that chain with Gail and me. That's oh, okay. Gotcha. So okay, so I didn't imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> and well, let's face it, he was not lying. <laughs> um right, so Arkham Tower, day one of Beast World. Uh, the Dodgers and orderlies are bringing in a patient named Apex Ava, uh, a woman who has spent a good chunk of her adult life hunting creatures all over the world, and she got a tattoo for each dangerous creature she hunted and killed. And... Instantly find her more interesting than Craven. Boom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can say that too. Um Potentially, she ate these creatures, too. Looks like it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as we see in the next couple of pages, um, she was... Oh, so uh, that means she's better than Craven too, because she doesn't do it for sport. No, she does it, does it for fun. <laughs> she she yeah. eats it, so she's a hunter. Exactly. She's a real hunter. Yeah. Not, um, not a sport hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so she was brought here because she's basically put herself into a comatose state, um, where she just doesn't speak, doesn't move, doesn't do anything. Uh, after she was bitten by a monkey, uh, while hunting in La Mamba and it passed on an ultra rare disease known as Sakutia. If that sounds familiar to anybody, that's because Sakutia is native to Lumumba, as far as we know, and it was the origin of one Garfield Logan, a.k.a. Beast Boy. He was also infected with Sakutia while his parents were researching yeah. things in Lumumba. He was infected, and they ran some experiments to basically infect him with some isotopes that turned him green and make him turn into beasts, hence Beast Boy. Yep. Yeah, so Apex Ava yep. also has this disease, also from Lamamba, and as that happens, the, the doctor closes the door, and in pops a garospore, uh, so she pulls a rod off the wheelchair, the wheel of the wheelchair, one of the spokes, and stabs it right away, um, and says, I've never killed one of you before, and then proceeds to eat it. Because, as we said, she probably eats these things. And that's when her eyes turn green and she begins to change. The orderly comes back in to find out what the screaming was. And here's a hiss. And we see him potentially die. Uh, three days later, Superman and Superman are in Metropolis. Supermaning about uh, heat visioning all sorts of gyrospores trying to prevent invasion in, in Metropolis. Uh, which I, I got some questions about Beast World. So the Garospores are just attacking. It's been three days. Have, have, have they not slept? <laughs> no. They've just been heat visioning Garospores for three fucking days. Yes. That's wild. Also, there, the, the world there's just Superman keeps, and Clark. The the world just keeps fucking Ooh, going. People that are going be to the work. next TV show. Super Superman and Clark. Superman and Clark. I like it. I it's like it. John. It's John as young adult Superman. Superman and as Superman yeah. and Superman and Clark: The New Adventures of Lois. <laughs> that that would really stick a stick up the bonnet of that jackass who played him in the nineties. I don't remember his fucking name. Dean Kane. 
Dean Kane. Yep. Yeah. Fucking douchebag. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a Superman show based off your Superman show that's about the woman. Deal with it. <laughs> that, mother, that motherfucker looks like he's never let out a fart in his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's just like ready to burst. Yeah. Plus, one of the main characters will be a bisexual Superman. Fucking deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. So. Speaking of bisexual Superman, um, so John and Clark are doing what they can to protect Metropolis. That's when John gets a call from Dick, turns to his dad and says, I have to go. Damien is missing. So he meets Dick in Gotham, uh, goes up to Damien's last known whereabouts, cannot hear a heartbeat, um, but they go asking for information. Uh, which now that I think about it, this, this is where I don't know where they got this info. They went to the iceberg lounge. Mm -hmm. Why did they go to the iceberg lounge? To get info. But why did they think that the iceberg lounge has info? Because the iceberg lounge is a, is a haven for all criminals in Gotham and information. It's, it's a brokering place for information and the like. I guess. <laughs> I I guess. It just I don't know. I guess. Okay. It's not the point. Um I I was just reading, I was enamored with the book. I didn't realize that I, I was just thinking now, like, wait, why the fuck did they go there? But yeah, so it makes the sense. They go to the iceberg lounge to ask some questions to the young cobblepots. Um Dick uh, first tries to step in, but the guards are like, nope, we're not letting you in. And then, look, we could do this the hard way, or you do the easy way, or the equally easy way that makes you feel weak and ineffectual. And in the next panel, we mm -hmm. see John just walking in with all six bodyguards trying to pull him away. <laughs> and he's just walking in. Um, which, that was quite good. Uh, so Dick asks the questions about uh, beast people that have gone missing. Do you know anything about it? Um, and before they can even begin to answer, John uses his x-ray vision and finds out they both know about it because they were about to lie. And as they reveal in the former Gotham Blades hockey arena, which was sunken during a cataclysm, uh, half a mile under Gotham is none other than the pits, a place for people to bet money on beast people fighting each other potentially to the death. And in our first competition that we see is Gale the Slayer, a person turned into a grizzly bear. Hello, Simone. <laughs> Gale uh, the bear. Gale I fucking love bear. this. I love this so much. It gets a yeah. 14 out of 10. <laughs> see, Tom Taylor was not lying. She was not in Beast World number four. And that's because she was in Nightwing number 10. <laughs> hey, we're in DC where the multiverse is everywhere, man. Both of them were Gale. But they're both on the same planet. You mean like Power Girl and Supergirl? Yeah, but one was Giganta. One's just like a newspaper writer. And? It's not like... There's, there's newspaper writers and multiverse version of Giganta that showed up on another planet somehow and decided, yeah, I'm just going to write for the paper. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I think she, I think she was. There's homicidal versions of Lois. Oh, she was a hairdresser. Powers. She was a hairdresser, my bad. Yeah, like Gail Simone. Like Gail Simone. But, um, <sighs> yeah. Gail Simone started out doing hair. Oh, but, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, um, 
but 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 uh of course i'm saying both characters <laughs> different whatever but they were both gale there was way too many way too many okay so the first one there was hints, but this yes. one super flat out too. says it yeah, yeah this is so gale. like if we had to go with like hard proof then yeah yeah regardless this one is definitely gale gale simone is a bear i love it <laughs> i love it it's so fucking good not even the first time he's had gale as a bear in nightwing i think or anything else yeah <laughs> all Whenever right he can work it in it's happening it's happening yeah uh right so uh, gale the slayer's next opponent is none other than mr mittens uh, which is Robin turned into a cat, as we saw in the backup last issue of Nightwing. Uh, so everybody's beginning to bet on Gale the Slayer for winning. Um, Dick is in the crowd incognito, and John is watching from above using microscopic and x-ray vision. Uh, they're both concerned for Damien's life, because Gale the Slayer is a big-ass grizzly bear, and Damien's a little kitty cat. Yep. Um <laughs> And begins, like, Damien's just getting his ass whooped, but that's when Apex Ava, now with green skin, appears behind him and says, you can fight now, Mr. Mittens. And Robin proceeds to just slash the crap out of Gale the Slayer. Um, as he's about to give the uh, final blow, John and Nightwing are convinced they need to step in uh, because he would never forgive himself if he actually killed this person. Um both stopping his hand at the same time. And this is when uh, the Garosport pops out of Gale. Nightwing zaps it with his Escrima stick. John grabs them both and they fly on out of there. Uh, and, <laughs> and what I will tell you right now is my favorite moment of the week. <laughs> John is just holding Damien there as Damien tries to scratch at him. Uh, John asks Dick, why do you think the, the Spore hasn't left him to try to infect me? And as you can see here, uh, Damien or draw uh, Dick rather. Dick says, "We I imagine that uh, the spores tap into the the learned abilities of the people they infect uh, and use some of their minds to take in outside information. Uh, so if Damien thinks that he's probably more powerful than Superman, then the spore would not leave just yet. And that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> he thinks he's more powerful than Superman, so the spore didn't leave right away until." Couldn't reach Superman, so the spore leaves, and then John disintegrates it with heat vision. Damien's now back. He's in dire straits, but realizes he needs to help more beast people. They need to save all the people that are in the cages in the pits. So the trio make a plan. Uh, John and Damien go in through the only entrance exit to the arena, which is a sewer pipe, which, after they enter, they then explode. And as I said on Discord earlier, cool guys don't look at explosions, and that's the only way out. Uh, everybody's stuck inside. So the dynamic duo, the real dynamic duo, if you will, take on Apex, Ava, all the beasts and all the goons that are in the place by themselves. Uh, but as Dick gets the perfect transition, the perfect cue uh, to then say to John, go for it, he lifts the arena out of the sky and drops it off at the police station. Apex Ava turns into a bird uh, that she has tattooed on her sternum and then flies off. So she's free, uh, but everybody else inside is now locked up in Gotham prison. 
my issue is still loading. <laughs> I'm stuck on that page right now. Um, but that is why I, uh, I popped that that uh, picture up there on the screen. Um, holy shit! My wife just walked in, and scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Hi, Holly. <laughs> um, I brought that up there on the screen to show that not only was she infected, like even her her hair versus her skin shade of green is exactly like Gar's. And yeah. now look at the way that her animal transformation is drawn. It's so good. It's just like Gar's as well. Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of different ways that they could have gone about animating an animal, but that looks like Beast Boys kind of animals. Exactly. I mean, she's... I'm almost on the issue. I'll get to that after. Um, So all the the people are in prison. The trio now... um, Let's just realize, like a Superman, Batman, it's a it's a world's finest scenario all over again. Superman, a Batman, and a Robin, yeah, <laughs> together. That's awesome. Um, now the, the 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 trio now take it easy. Damien then asks, "Did I hurt anybody when I was changed?" Um, as John and Dick then uh, reassure him, "Don't worry not, about you, it. You were not in your right. Forget about it." Yeah, you were not in your right mind. It's not your fault if anything happened. No. We're not going to fucking tell you because you, you were going crazy just, over like, here. Be out of your own head about it. Uh, now let's go get you some medical attention because you're going to collapse. Um, and that's where the issue ends. Quite a good story, but so Apex Ava, very much uh, like better than Craven. One, yes, one hundred percent. I don't remember where I heard it. But I, I heard prior to Dawn of DC the word the, the name Beast Girl, or prior to prior to Beast World, the, the, the term the name Beast Girl was being floated around, uh, and Apex Ava definitely feels like it definitely seems like she's uh, going to be Beast Girl. Uh, isn't Beast Girl that character in um, Doom Patrol? The little right. blue, the little purple one. That's where I know Beast Girl from. Yep, yep, yep. Well, shit. Because Apex Ava is like, okay, no, this is this is Beast. If if Garfield was Beast Boy, then Apex Ava is Beast Girl. Or, <laughs> Just or Apex Ava, or whatever. Apex Ava. Apex Ava is fine. Um, definitely the definitely Beast Boy's counterpart. Yes, but pretty much origins pretty much the same. Uh, except yeah. the the science experiment that Gar got, Apex Ava didn't get that, but she she got it indirectly through Gar, um, where the 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 science experiment flowing through his body, uh, I don't know if it was chemicals or radiation or what, uh, that transformed the Sakutia virus into whatever gave him the ability to turn into animals, uh, transformed the Sakutia virus in Apex Ava as well after she ate the Garospore. So it was. It, it makes sense that she would get the same powers as Gar. Brilliant. I like it. Uh, an adversary for Garfield if he's still alive. <laughs> we just yeah, don't I mean, know. <laughs> first, his, first his mind was separated from his body and maybe sent someplace else. And then a gigantic body size hole was blasted through his body so yeah wherever beast boy is at right now it's it's not good 
And I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I can't see how they could bring him back after what has happened. Yeah. I think it's safe to say he's been put through the fucking ringer the past couple of years. Yeah, he really is. His body was fused to cyborg. His eye was shot up by Deathstroke and nearly killed. And now he saves the planet, but then has his mind taken away by Dr. Hate. uh, Also Deathstroke. And then gets just killed thanks to Amanda Waller because she orchestrated all this and says we need to kill him. He never even got a chance to say goodbye to anybody. He saved the planet and then was murdered for it. Oh, wow. So messed up, isn't it? So fuck Amanda Waller, basically. Fuck Amanda Waller, basically. Basically. Um, fuck Amanda Waller and everybody like her. I, I would say fuck Tom Taylor but for writing it, but it, it's a Tom Taylor book. You should have expected someone to die emotions are going to happen exactly um right as for nightwing this was fun this was this was full of emotion had some fun moments um had gail the bear (laughs) hell yeah it was really good (laughs) the interior art was really good the cover was fantastic this, fuck this, this week is so good that this is also getting a 9.25 out of 10 for me right on yeah i like apex ava too like i'm sold on this entire thing i'm assuming that we're gonna say see apex ava sooner rather than later um hopefully sooner than it took heartless she's she's uh very, very close to Beast Boy, just basically Beast Boy uh, with super cool tattoos. Yeah. Um, I dug every part of this. the 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 art is, I don't know, it's it's. I don't want to say like less refined, but it was like almost there to to where I want to see comic book art look like, but not quite. Um. But the story continues to be good. Uh, I, I gave it a 7.75 out of 10. All right on. Now, now that you know the story, now you didn't tell me what what your issue, your problem with um, John well, is. Well, one, Robin having, Robin being no, turned into no, a cat. Damien. Yeah. Wait, what, and what's wrong to with that? his <laughs> fucking, well, that's kind of odd. Everybody else's name made sense. And then Damien gets turned into this little cat. Batman and... was turned into a wolf. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Nightwing was turned into a fox. Gigantic was turned into a bear. Gigantic. Bears are gigantic. Nightwing was they're... turned into a fox because Nightwing is a fox. <laughs> you didn't pick that up? Yes, I picked that up. But <laughs> he could have turned into a bird. No, he pa- Page Robin was turned- could have turned into a bird. Page turned into a fucking phoenix. Uh huh. They don't even exist. She, she, she re- she's reborn. <sighs> Everything makes sense except for his. On and he feels on top on the of it, not only did he turn into small. a little kitty, it's a little but kitty he, on the he, his name he they 
he went by Mr. Mittens. He didn't choose that name. That was his in-ring name chosen by the performers. But that's not cool, man. Mr. Mittens. Oh, man. I know. Poor D. Yeah. It's available. <laughs> uh, that is it for the week, my man. That it is. Like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we sped through that. I'm going to be honest. That's okay. It was... It's easy to wrap things up shortly when there's no reason to drag them out. Exactly. So, we with hit that everything. being said, yeah, we'll we'll jump into our... Um, holy fuck. We'll jump into our what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to order Green Lantern number 8, the Kyle Rayner cover. <laughs> and then we went into some uh, kind of an orgy at church? That's odd, dude. Wow. Yeah. Oh, holy fuck. I got it. <laughs> oh, holy fuck. Um... No, top three and favorite moment if you had one. Oh, I'm going to give number three to Jay Garrick. Uh, number two is going to War Journal, and number one is going to Titans. Titans uh, haven't been talked about yet. It's in the bonus show. You're going yeah. to have to stay tuned to find out why. Yep. Um, I got three favorite moments. So... I don't want to steal one of yours. Um, ultimately, Gale the Slayer, the Killer Bear, is going to be one. Um, a cheap one. In, in in Jay Garrick, the last panel, the minigun fire sound effect was booty, 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 booty. And I don't know why, but that made me giggle. I have no, <laughs> valid, I have no valid explanation as to why. Because <laughs> of that classic booty, 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 booty. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> But um, I think I think I'll give it to uh, in Catwoman where Tom Cat is talking to Eco on the radio and he calls Selena Mama Cat and Eco's like, I wish <laughs> you wouldn't call her that. Yeah, that was good. That was <laughs> that really one, good. That was good. I really like the the Cat family. I'm digging it. Yeah. So um, that's where I stand. As for me, uh. <laughs> Fuck, my top three. I don't even know what to put at number three, to be honest with you. <laughs> number three. Number three. Um, uh, pick the pick the pick the third one you like the most. Yeah, but that's yeah. No, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Tips. <laughs> um, like, fuck, man. No, they're all so good. Uh, number number three is going to be. Fuck, I don't remember the scores I gave. Catwoman. Yeah, Catwoman number 61, number three, uh, was just phenomenal. Green Lantern War Journal number five will be number two. And at number one, I got to give to Nightwing number 110. Um, just easily the... I, I wrote all of the, the, the schedule down before I fucking even read a book. So <laughs> this is complete coincidence that pretty much the best books for me are all on main. And bonus is left for what's left. 
Yeah, for what's <laughs> left. Yeah, not to say like uh, I'll be honest. With, uh, spoiler alert: I I enjoyed uh, pretty much the bonus show too, but the main show books were just phenomenal. Easily my favorite of the week. Uh, favorite moment for me. I already kind of buried the lead on that, but I I, I got to give two to Nightwing, and I, I said one is going to be um, John holding Damien at bay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but also John, Mister Benz, um, yeah, also um, Dick Mr. and Damien walking into the arena. Uh, blowing up the only exit and entrance out of there um, and just cool. looking fucking cool doing it like that's I th- mm. I like them both of those equally so I can't really choose between the two but that's Sounds that's my favorite really movie. 90s action flick entrance bro yep. you cool guys don't yeah. explosions <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, alright so that's our show. Yep. Yep. Fuck, dude. Why is what we've been telling ourselves a single anyway. issue got to be so bloody expensive? I'm I'm just trying to pre-order a single issue, and shipping is always fucking expensive. Why? Blame Canada. But this is this is in Canada. Tactics. It's in. Oh. I'm ordering from Canadian websites. I have no idea, bro. It's really fucking annoying. Like, goddamn. Of course, the one that's local doesn't even have it available. <laughs> it's fucking annoying. Anyway, I might just have to pay twenty bucks for this. Might just have to. Ugh. Yeah. What? What's it for? What? Huh? What's it for? What do you mean? What's it for? <laughs> the the what are you pre-ordering? The the Doc Shaner Kyle Rayner cover for Green Lantern uh, number eight. Man, motherfucker, you better be bringing enough for the whole class. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> it's twenty-five <laughs> Canadian just for one. You want me to buy three? <laughs> yes. Oh, or, or no gum for you. No gum. For, I got my own gum. <laughs> I got my own gum. Fuck your gum. Bring just fucking bring my leave my gum at home. Man, <laughs> <laughs> fuck your couch. Right. So, Mom, Robbie's building a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be honest with you? What you're, you're about to hate me? Oh no. I, I've always heard the line fuck your couch. I have no idea what it's from. Fuck your couch? Oh, I have no idea, actually. Oh, then why did I'm, you say my, something about building a dildo? I thought maybe that was another Oh being a dildo. No. Um oh, I, thought said, I, I thought you said building a dildo. <laughs> oh, it's it's uh it's from um Dave Chappelle as Rick James. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Shit. Yep. Interesting. I'm Rick James, bitch. Yeah. Chappelle show back in the day. That was some fun stuff. <laughs> it was. Yeah. 
Uh, right, so that's our show. I think we'll call it here. <laughs> I think we'll uh, call it here. Yep, we'll we'll head off for the evening. Thanks for joining us. It's been a blast talking about books, as always. We'll be back next as week uh, to talk about more DC releases. Heading same into gig time, the same gig channel. final two issues of Beast World. Uh, whoop, whoop. Finishing off this month, like it's wild. We're getting three issues of Beast World just in January. <laughs> it's yeah, shit out. So yeah, no as, as Josh said, same geek science, same geek time, same geek channel. Stay tuned. We'll be around. We will indeed. Ever too far. So in Geek Matrix. You are not alone. In the Geek Matrix, everybody has a home. I think I got that backwards. It don't but matter. I got the yeah, gist. Uh, got the point across. <laughs> you know, visit yeah. the website. Join the Discord. Buy us a coffee. And uh, I do like be coffee. with nerds just like you. Or, or, or a nerd like you and an asshole like me. <laughs> hey, you guys uh, have a good one. I'm an asshole. Give me a soul. <laughs> a soul, yo, yo. Oh, yo, yo. <laughs>